Welcome, 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 welcome to the comic. Comic. What's going on, nerds? This is the Comic Zone. I'm Mike. This is Bill. And that was epic as fuck. Epic. It sounded as good as I thought it did. That's kind of fun, yeah. <laughs> a little reverb. We're in a tunnel today. Yep. Live from the sewers. Yep. Slash Bill's basement. The ooze. <laughs> So this is kind of a whatever episode, kind of bullshitting, going to talk about. No. <laughs> okay, so me and Vanessa have been like kind of discussing off and on. Uh, just like your view of like the universe, right? Okay. And how in the vastness of it all, how insignificant it all kind of seems. I'm that doesn't distress me. Yeah. As much as it seems to were like distress other people and it's kind of weird to me. Not weird, but like it's just interesting. Because I'm kind of the of the mind that like yeah, the universe is infinite and our place may seem small in it, but also you look at human beings or any being that is conscious and aware of the universe around it we are made of the universe so we are we are the made universe of, we are made of stars we are the universe gaining consciousness so we are the universe observing itself i mean we aren't a small part of anything at all in my view is if because if you look at the vastness of the universe how many intelligent how much intelligent life must be out there. We're just like a neuron in the brain that is the the universe's brain. Like we're one small piece and that for some reason makes her feel like it, what's the fucking point then? The existential and I'm like, dread. It's just fucking scale. Like of course your life matters to you and the people around you. It's just you got to look at it, I think, as like those are the things you can't affect, right? So why worry about them? Like acknowledge it and but I can, humble, I can humble yourself with the knowledge that you are. I can I can relate because without a, a purpose, um, I know myself, I've, I'm not a very pleasant person, at least not to myself. And I imagine not others. What do you when, mean? Like if I don't have a, you know, a, a purpose to life or something to kind of, you know, like for, for most of my life, it's been, you know, my job kind of working in radio mm. and, and, and kind of doing my thing to kind of keep things organized and flowing behind the scenes. That's been my, my drive. Um, I don't have kids. So with, so when I lost my job, kind of lo that was a big part of my identity that I felt was just, that just vanished overnight. Right. Um, so kind of that, and that was the perp, but I think, you know, life in general is more than just, you know, the job, but still, I, I mean, that's how I'm saying I can relate to that statement without that purpose, without a drive. What is, what is the point? Why, why am I on this earth? You know, it is a yeah, question. Why are we, ask. why are we, what's the point of the universe? What's the point? of having life like us and you know it, 
like I said, it the universe doesn't care about you necessarily. That's true. Nature but, does not. Yeah, the space yeah. and the universe are we are the consciousness of the universe. That's my point. Is like so if there is any point, that's the point. Is the universe doesn't care, but it does because we care. Well, another way that I've kind of coped with that existential kind of dread is um I think it usually kind of comes in more of a kind of the Buddhist kind of ideology is as far as its view of time that there is no past, there is no present, there is it's only the, the now. Current, current moment. So, I mean, in, in breaking it down in, into meditation and just even the breath in and out, each word, you know, is right now. And it, and I like that. And then the view of, of that time is a river, you know, and we're just one molecule exactly. in that, in that river. But it, it, in an, and I, be, and I believe I sp- in God and in, in, in a greater purpose and I think for me, as far as how I, you know, that existential dread and that what purposeless, I try to believe that even though I don't see what the small things are, the, the butterfly effect of what I do right. matters. Yeah. Like, so we are just like me and you and everybody that we know, we're in a small point in human history, right? And maybe only at the beginning of it. Um, but like you said, the things you do, you want to hope that they resonate throughout time and help people in the future. And that's kind of the point, right? Yeah. It's just like advancing life. That's the whole point. Like the universe is an incubator. To live is the point. Yeah, to live and to reach higher levels of intelligence and make life better and better evolution is the point right or even not even just that uh you know you know stuff but it's all like the emotional level or you know that's what i said too. like love the... like love is everything mm-hmm. right that's like it's it's, it's a big point of that's a, a lot. big point of the human experience without love people are heartless and they hurt people well that that's the emotional side but then there's also the the logical side of gratification of you know the the joy of enjoying your living room after cleaning the house you know small things like that you know can you know well feelings of satisfaction accomplishment not that the 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 purpose of life is to clean the house but right you know they're the full spectrum of what part of the what what where does the line draw where those are just human experiences though like another intelligent species might not get that at all no not even you can go different cultures, different time frames True. as far as you, know, you yeah, have to leave the planet to kind of get those differences in culture mm-hmm. and big differences. You know, like I, I remember one time going, I believe it was Mesa Verde in, in Colorado. Um, They're talking about when they find artifacts, they have to interpret what those are. And they said, well, imagine some of the modern things that are around us all the time. And what would somebody in a future culture predict? And they showed a picture oh, of man, us looking like, fun... you know, like they wouldn't know what a cell phone is. I mean, it's just a piece of thing. Or And they had like toothbrushes as like earrings <laughs> or, or in, in that picture. And that picture stuck with me. It makes a lot of sense, though. You know, what, what would they, you know, <clears throat> all right, here's a another... lot is left up to interpretation or like somebody's <clears throat> version. So have you seen those pictures? 
Um, so they take modern skeletons from animals and then have an artist like render what they don't tell them what the animal is and they will just kind of render what they think, uh, that animal looks like based on the skeleton and like, there's like a hippo, but the way the skeleton looks, they make this like crazy, like demon looking thing. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it looks nothing like a hippo. Yeah. At all. And so that's kind of what they, how they feel about when people interpret like dinosaur dinosaurs yeah like like they don't look they might not look like that at all i very much believe that the that a tyrannosaurus rex could look a lot like a chicken yeah like you know i mean and that's that's not too far off because it's a theory it's not proven it's just an educated you know educated guess you know i'm not a paleontologist by any means but yeah um and it's just interesting because like you said interpretate like a lot of shit is left up to just like our best guess. Yeah. And the, and that can be very flawed to the point oh. to where something can morph into something completely different, like a toothbrush becoming earrings. Yeah. And, you know, or even if it wasn't as extreme as like earrings, but you decide that that toothbrush is used for uh, some other job that, has nothing to do with brushing your mm-hmm. teeth. Oh, you see, they would use this to scrub between their toes, and yeah, they enjoyed this, this clean bro- feet. This broken piece of glass was a toothpick, right? So, if we can fuck up that shit from our own planet, think of our perspective of the universe. Then, yeah, it's- and like some of the things that we theorize on, and give it our best guess, and. A lot of that's not just based on guess. It's based on the math and like uh, what our understanding of the laws of physics, gravity, relativity, and all that, right? But uh, that was another thing that Vanessa was talking about. Is she's like, doesn't it bother you that there's stuff in the universe that you're just never gonna see or understand or really know? about like are there aliens is there you know what i mean that kind of thing like what's in what what's the singularity actually in the black hole like you know what i mean what what happens when you like all that kind of stuff and no that doesn't bother me just i mean it sucks that would be cool to know a lot of the mysteries that we don't understand obviously that would be great but i just think it's the there's a there's a paradox in learning. The more you know, the more you know, the less you know, that there's more out there. Yeah, the more you learn, the more you the learn more you that don't know that you don't know. Yeah, so it, it, it's. But by, and also also there's just like limits to our own ability to learn things, right? Like mm-hmm. just like a chicken can look at the mirror and never realize that it's looking at itself. It's it's just another chicken that acts weird that's not that's never gonna go oh that's me that's like the limit of a chicken's understanding somewhere and how do they figure that out (laughs) somewhere along the line we have to have some kind of limit like that too to where we just can't go any further without like some advancing ourselves with like ai or something you know what i mean making ourselves uh, s- smarter really fast. So you like augment your current mind with a 
with an AI brain that that does like searches for you. You have like total recall and all that shit. And so like we would have to advance in some crazy way to be able to learn past a certain firewall. There's got to be some point. Just like when you look at um, molecules and how they act, like quantum shit, where, you know, molecules, when they uh, break them in two, then the two pieces react the same, no matter how far apart they are. Like, you move one, the, the other one moves the same. Are you talking about atoms? Or, I, I can't remember what it is. I think it's molecules. Or atoms. Either way, there's a, and the fact that shit at that level um, acts differently when you're observing it than than when you're not. It's like a physical where we're not supposed to see past that, you know what I mean? That's when shit, the laws of physics start not working. Or as, as, at a certain point at the quantum level, the laws of physics stop working, and I'm sure it does the same on the on the other end like it when you get into like ridiculous gravity and shit i mean it warps time and space which is why they think there's a theory that uh space time is a super fluid well time in, in a lot of ways is imaginary and especially how we as uh, humans perce- perceive it i think as far as a dimensional not, break it will you know that's not time. entirely true though because when you get into high levels of gravity it are, actually does warp time to the point where if you are closer to a black hole have you ever seen the movie interstellar no i think you remember this is a pretty basic e- example but this guy they go down on this planet that's really close to this black hole their ship is at a safe distance where it's not affecting time as drastically but once you hit the surface of the planet you're the time dilation is insane and uh, an hour is like fucking 10 years or whatever up on the ship. So you're there an hour, fucking 15 years or whatever. But what's what's a, what's imaginary so, about it is you are actually it's your perception between a comparable thing but, between, between you and yourself. But that guy's aging faster than you now. The guy on the ship is aging faster than you, so... That's the thing is it's a physical thing. It's not just your perception, it's you're you're physically aging slower. But to to the universe, to the cosmos is how relevant is time? To to an immortal That's what they mean like, by time like relativity though. It is relative to the conditions you're under. You know, there's the, the effects of gravity on your surroundings. That's what you know, the theory of relative relativity is it's a thought of experiment based on like uh gravity. Yeah. And its effects on time and space. And you can like see the effects of it, so it's a physical thing. It's not just yeah, our our measurement of time is definitely our invention, just for, because it are on our Based on our perception, that's the way time flows. 360 days, 360 degrees in a circle. Yeah, and it's a planetary scale. You look at it on the universe's scale, it's completely different because the days are different on Neptune Mm -hmm. than they are here. So 
relativity again. It's like to the less extreme, like, but it's still this like time is definitely different no matter like depending on where you're at, at least like on like a day and night cycle. Yeah. Or even how long it takes to circle the sun. Right. Which is a a year, right? Yeah. Uh, But that even that, you know, is relative to what planet you're on Mm -hmm. because a year is different on Mars than it is here. Well, if there's planets out there that life exists on that do not move anywhere. What do you mean? Like if there was actually a planet with those life sustaining that didn't circle the sun, but was more stagnant. How would that work though? I don't know. Is it ba- infinite, well, okay, okay, as big okay. as the universe is. I get what you're saying. It it wouldn't be like water based. Like I mean, like, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Just for argument's sake. Well, to have as liquid, far as time, as far as we know, to have liquid water, you have to be in. And that that's they, an assumption that life requires water. All life. Well, we're requires. just saying based on how the life that we know exists mm-hmm. for a fact is all water based. So you would just need something other than but, yeah, the, the, the centrifugal force to create gravity on this planet. So a high pressure. It's in the right position between several. Well, mass insies and outsies of black holes where it stays stagnant and it's in the same spot. Yeah, but what would heat the planet? And it could be a sun; it's just not orbiting it. What if it's in the right position between several gravita- strong gravitational forces where it stays central? Oh yeah. Even though to to a heat source and it would probably you know in that that'd be a crazy all, planet it would be all day all the time that'd be a fucking crazy planet i mean i'm sure there are planets that like orbit their star but don't rotate themselves so they're like tidally locked and just not spinning but then it's like how do you how do you measure t- i mean that for that would be a very difficult way to measure time other than by temperature of when it needs to recess from the sun and when it needs to cool. Mm. You know, I think just like the tides and things that life would adapt to those circumstances to survive. That's true. I mean, look at there's crazy life on earth where just like in places that you would think it wouldn't exist. Every time like, no, nothing can exist in in the bottom near these volcanic vents at the bottom of the sea. Yeah. Life thrives. It's thriving. Yeah. You and know. not only that, but there's like fish in these like caves somewhere that live in acid yeah. pools. They're very acidic pools. I mean they they have like no eyes and they're you could see all the way through them, they're clear, you can see their organs and shit. And they're just chilling in fucking pools of acid. Yeah. And living like so yeah, life can be anywhere. You needs you know the fuel source, whatever that 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 comes from, you know. So the, I think personally, I mean, that does make you feel small when you think about the size of the universe and how, you know, a big thing. And I kind of, f- f- she wasn't even thinking like this. It was like, okay, you think that all that sucks, right? But think about this. We know the universe is expanding, so every like every minute we stay here and don't 
spin trying to get somewhere else, the universe gets further and further away from us all the time. So the distance to a place now will be way bigger in 10 years or 80 years or 100 years. Everything's constantly moving away. In reality, the be- the farthest we can really hope to ever get, and it's that's it's fucking far, is probably like two stars away from us, and that's a fucking insane distance. Yeah, like an insane distance. And she's like, "Oh, that's sad." And I'm like, "Is it though? Like, you're not you're, you you got to think about like how far that really is." The- and that's incredibly impressive. The, like, gen- the people who left Earth to go to that other star would not never get there near with northern nor with their children or their grandchildren. Uh, unless we somehow f- discover some new technology that allows us to move at a crazy rate or you know travel almost instantaneously, like wormhole kind of stuff. Yeah, like but that's not anything that we know that is possible like that's not that's theory like that you could possibly do that but like we don't know how you would do that yeah it's science fiction or, and and or is it and actually moving a ship near the speed of light is not plausible in and like with what we have it's like just anything that has mass if the faster it gets or even the stress on the body of going so fast at such great speeds and then and then slowing down not just that but actually anything with mass that moves at that speed actually starts gaining mass so you get heavier the faster you go which adds to the amount of fuel that you need and as you're hitting the accelerator you know what I mean? So to keep maintaining your speed and accelerate takes in more than infinite amount of fuel. Like you can't, like it, you get, you hit a point of diminishing returns and you start to, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like you said, what anything with mass is going to like probably be destroyed in that process anyway. Your own body weight would be crushed. <clears throat> Unless you had some kind of crazy shields or whatever. I mean, if we're talking like Star Trek, or I always liked it. But in that like was warp a- drive. Alien, you know, where they all kind of go into like a sleep chamber while they're traveling through the oh, long yeah. periods of time. So they're in just hiber- hibernation. Yeah. Until they get to their destination. Yeah. And how would you even do that? Like a cryogenic sleep. That's that's is that they, even? I that's not even possible. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it is. If they if it is, they're they're keeping it on the on the DL. Yeah. Only for their rich. Well, they're doing it in that Interstellar movie. Like they got, I mean, it's in the future and shit, but they got like cryogenic sleep shit. Yeah, got all that crazy technology, but everybody's starving to death on Earth and dying in a dust bowl. It's because they spent it all on cryogenic, yeah, research rather than soil re neutralization. I don't know. <laughs> I think our best bet would you be mean to the stuff that you, you throw Gatorade on the plants. That's what the plants eat. Oh yeah, they need electrolytes. Well, they need the electrolytes to grow. 
I've never actually seen that movie, but I've heard so much about it. I feel like I have seen it. It's it's a terrible movie. It's, it's it, supposed the, the, to be. The points in it and the lines from it are superior to the film itself. Uh, but it's it's worth watching just for, yeah. I always mean, it's one of the movies I always uh, mean to Idi- watch. Idiocracy. Yeah, by the way, yeah. And what was uh, Terry Crews' name in that? He's like... He was the president. Yeah, but his name's fucking crazy. It's like Mountain Dew. Yeah, well, Mountain Dew sponsored Hold on, now everything. I gotta... Yeah. Um, but yeah, they just shoot machine guns in Congress and... <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a Mike Judge movie? That's the uh, same dude that made Beavis and Butthead. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It is. Okay. Terry Cruz's Judd. Box office four hundred and ninety five thousand dollars. That's not a lot. President Camacho. Camacho. Yeah, but what's his whole name? Because it's longer than that. He's got President Dwayne Elizondo Mountain Dew Camacho. (laughs) So fucking stupid. The Mountain Dew part. And it isn't... uh... Yeah, I really need to watch it. You know what's funny is like it's turning into a... Luke Wilson. Yeah. Like a fucking... A documentary. Well, it was... It's satire that turned into truth. I mean, it was already truth at that time when it was written. It was already a a commentary about how people were acting and if they continue to act, how ridiculous things, you know, really are. And it's so weird how, like, accurate it is, though. Yeah. (laughs) Like, (laughs) the look on your face said everything just now. Because you're like... Yeah, I mean, dude, and I try not to think about it because I got kids, man. It sucks well, so bad to like. So teach them about- the difference between truth and opinion. Okay, that's fair, and I, I mean, try. I think I think as as a whole, and I mean, this comes from me as somebody who represents, you know, news. Um, dis not directly, uh, but with my job in radio, we have news team, and how just falsely people people read the headlines and don't read the body of the story and then base everything they know on that headline that's why they focus so hard on the headlines huh i mean because it gets you know well it's what they see first but that you know it takes work it takes effort to have knowledge it doesn't doesn't appear i've always said if a meme could give you the whole story the whole story it's you know well that's not what i i don't remember what i said but uh the, a meme will never give you the full story of all of its nuances. There's not enough to really get into it, you know, deeply. Um, you know, well, oh, no, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, you're just getting a couple of points across with the quick meme. Like you're, that's kind of the thing. And like, like the same thing with the fucking poor people, headline. Are, poor people are poor because they don't work hard enough. Well, nah, it's, I, it's, it's simple. It's like, you can, 
easily misconstrue misconstrue something somebody said. You could do it with sound bites and shit. Oh, I got a good example. Uh, kind of going to the counterculture. Um, people were upset that Dr. Seuss were writing some uh, stereotypical things towards Asian Americans. It's absolutely true. But the important thing is the context. He was literally paid by the United States government to write and draw propaganda against the Japanese government. Yeah, during World War II. During World War II. Yeah, it's like... So does that make him racist? Maybe. He did and definitely played on those stereotypes. I think the but, action is racist. I think it's, but it's but not I, all I, I think, on him. I think it's all on the U.S. government. Yeah, it's like he's just doing. What? A, and by the way, let's not pretend that you know everybody wasn't racist back then, right? Like it's a process. Was, I mean, yeah. product of the times. It's it's easy to look back and go, oh, that's gar-, like we shouldn't. But he he didn't just do it to kind of be funny or to play a joke. He was commissioned, right? You know, I think that's that's the big. He was doing a job that he felt was his patriotic duty. Um, well, and you got to look at the way the Japanese were fighting the war and shit too, dude. They were intense. Like do you know Wyoming got bombed by Japan? An airstrip, wasn't it? There, there were balloon bombs. So Japan was using the the Gulf Stream to launch balloons that were had a, a, a kind of a timer to drop bombs, mm-hmm. and then one big one at the end when it came down to kind of set fire, cause panic in the United States. So they launched thousands of these balloons. Not not a lot of them made it to the United States. One of them hit down. Um, I think it was outside of Thermopolis. Um, they just saw the fire. It didn't hurt anything. Most of these bombs didn't do anything because they were just designed to cause terror. Mm-hmm. And the government went to all the news agencies and said, it's your duty to keep this down because we don't want Japan to win. And it worked. This story was basically non-existent in history, in the history books. Because our government that makes sense, dude. I mean, I that, mean, it worked from the government standpoint because they they uh, literally defused the big part of that weaponry. Uh, well, uh, what it's, I mean, I, I think that's a good move. The, why, why create panic over something that clearly isn't, you know, causing <laughs> like if it's a big problem, but clearly it didn't work. It did kill some I'm, people in Oregon. There was a one bomb that took out a family. But then they, what do they say that that fire started? Just well, by they, they kind of, they kind of. Like there's a memorial up there. They and, say it's like so. Back then, what did they say though? Well, the the story was very hush hush because of that. But uh, eventually, they, they made just a memorial. Died in a fire or whatever. Uh, I don't remember, but the the true story was they were at a picnic. They these kids said, "Hey, what's this? There's this crazy thing over here." The whole family rushed uh, in. And, and took oh, out blew the them up. family out. Oh fuck! So, oh wow! So I mean, it did. It did kill. I thought some, you were saying they were fire which bombs. Was, which was no, they were kind of. I mean, so it fucking blew their asses. Yeah, up. there was some the powerful uh, stuff there if they were close. And there's possible those balloons are still out there. Oh, that's cool. 
So, I mean, is and obviously, you know, very unstable, but. Yeah, that's neat. Stumble yeah. across one of those. Kaboom. That'd be cool. Thanks, Japan. Yeah, thank you. You know, yeah, World War II was fucking crazy, dude. If you really look oh, at I, I'm sorry. One thing I was going to mention about that family in Oregon, that was the only U.S. mainland casualty deaths of World War II. Nice. Only casualties on U.S. soil was because of that balloon bomb. Fugo So does that mean it was a success to some degree? Like they actually got somebody. They they yeah they took out one family. Got no one. I think it wasn't a success because they wanted to cause forest fires. Oh yeah, they wanted to cause mass like confusion and panic. But they didn't know the Gulf Stream yet because they sent them all out in the middle of winter over the Rocky Mountains. So as we know right here in Wyoming, as we're recording, there's about eight inches of snow and uh you know near hurricane force winds <laughs> so that didn't yeah. really caught is not uh, that's not even an exaggeration by the way if you're not from here yeah it's not it's he's not joking it they looks are like fucking hoth in, out there intense intense wind sometimes here yeah like to the point you're like oh my god is it gonna blow the roof off the house the roofs have to be graded to hurricane force dude no lie yep 60 mile an hour winds and shit sometimes like so intense yeah like almost blow you over if you're not careful i did a study it would take about a uh i think it was like a 70 to 90 mile an hour gust could knock a full man on his ass i did some research on that at 35 miles an hour the wind starts to whistle Uh uh-huh like past things you know yeah it's whipping around stuff so like that's how i know it's like all right we're getting about 30 45 mile an hour gust because it's you know kind of whistling right. all around the house i didn't know that yeah that's pretty cool what are we drinking on bill so we're we went uh back to the classics with some johnny walker black it's actually pretty good shit so it is a scotch at 12 years age if you're if you're not familiar with johnny walker by the way we're not it's a classic this is not a sponsor. We're just if Johnny Walker, if you want to sponsor us, let us yeah. know. Well, hell yeah, we need Cheers. some sponsors. It's not. I've never had the green label. Uh, the red label's the the cheaper. But they their goal. I went to a Johnny Walker tasting once. Uh, it's kind of where I got into Scotch and other whiskeys. And what they were going for was the everlasting finish. So when you take it, that that smoky kind of taste afterwards, it kind of swells up afterwards. They wanted that flavor, that experience to last. I like forever. that it's not like that PD super intense off on the front, like you know, and it's just like because Scotch can fucking just really kick you in the nuts if you're not careful. But this shit doesn't really have that crazy bite to it. But it's the after the after you swallow it that that kind of kind of comes up and it's that's just smooth it. And that's where you get the PD, the kind of the smoky sensation or uh, flavors. Oh, I see what you mean. It kind of stays. And that's that was their goal. You can that just, was like, from you, the you from the brewery. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, and that's their best one, or what? No, they have Johnny Walker Green, Johnny Walker Blue, and those are like two hundred, five hundred dollar bottles. Oh, come on. Yeah. So, so I mean, sometimes okay, you can so get what? like the, the holiday packs and they'll have a shooter of like the blue or the green. That's what I'm saying. What is the fucking difference 
and I really, I'd, I'd really like to know and try sometime. It's like a $500, $200 bottle of whiskey. And that's probably supposedly going to be a big difference, right? But like a 50 or $60 bottle of like some Berclotti. You know what I mean? Something really good. And then how's that going to compare to like something that's 500? Like, is there going to be a really big difference that I'm going to notice? Or is, or am I going to be pissed that I spent 500 bucks on a bottle of scotch? Are you going to be, damn, this is good. I paid $500, so I'm going to make sure I say it's good and take, make sure. No. And I imagine well, in my head that it is. Well. I don't know. I So I, you know, from having the shooter, I would say it's kind of in that, and it's very subtle. So I think you really have to be kind of tuned akin to the kind of the tastings of a scotch or, or even wine for that matter. That's yeah. To, to kind of notice those small subtleties. Well, you know what they've discovered about wine and people is that for the most part, we're full of shit when it comes to like being able to tell the difference. So they just took like cheap wines and put them in like expensive bottles and did like taste testings and people are like, oh, like talking all this bullshit, just horse shit, like talking about why this one is better than the other. And I'm pretty sure it was the same, same wine and the same wine in all the bottles. And then there people are, you know, talking about the difference. So for the most part, there probably are like people that. Um, can tell the difference with extremely sensitive palates, but that's rare, dude. That's got to be rare. And then and also for, for like, I've been to some wine tastings. Um, and I, I think those are, it's like a uh, festivals and it's nice to kind of go around to figure out what you like. I think that's the point though, is like, and then yeah, to get all snooty about it and be like, oh, but once well, you get into the market, the marketing of it, it and should stuff. really just be about what you like. Yeah, and then finding like what tastes good to you, and that's one thing. Kind of the Johnny Walker test tasting I went to. Um, they said, you know, people like to put it's like, what's the best way to, to drink scotch? It's neat, no ice, glass. with Coke, a rusty nail, put milk in it. The answer was, however you like it, yeah, whatever the, makes it enjoyable to you, right? You know, exactly. I don't know if I'd want to put milk in scotch, but some people do. <clears throat> no joke. You know what's fucking good. Or is the whiskey sour? I'm not too big on sour. I would try it, but it's so good. You ever had a rusty nail? No. So it's a Scotch Drambuie, which is a Scotch liqueur, and I believe Coke and a splash of Coke. It's interesting. Hmm. I I I prefer my drinks simple. You know, I I'm drinking this on the rocks. Uh, I just, I don't even go ice. You got neat. Yeah, I get no ice. So that's if you want to be fancy. Speaking is that of being fancy? He's fan- just going straight up. It's like, hey, how would you, it's like, give me a uh, Johnny Walker blue. How would you like that? Neat. I'm a fancy bitch. So that means you just, you just in the gra- in the glass, straight yep. up. Well. In the I, ass, I just... straight up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Keep it neat. Yeah. No, I just like, uh, I, I. I can tell the difference when you have ice in there and then the water changes the flavor. And I like it with a little little bit of water. Like if just kind of... Well, it totally it does. It like separates the water. 
Ted is better explain at explaining this. We should have had him on. Yeah, with this, but it uh, it literally oh, no. it. Oh yeah, it literally separates the alcohol and shit. It and the so I it literally one. it changes the flavor of it. They say it like opens the bouquet. Okay. Well, back. To, I don't know why I'm. I'm always so. It's kind of because around Thanksgiving was when my stepdad passed away. Uh, his name was also Mike, but he introduced me to scotch, and we went to this scotch tasting together. So I mean, that's oh, that's so. Cool. I mean that that's why this memory lane is keeps going back to that, and yeah, especially around the holidays, you know. Thinking about those who so you are think no you like scotch. Us. You think you like scotch more than like bourbon, or um, it depends. Um, I think scotches kind of have that more kind of smoky flavor, and they're not not as sweet. Uh, you know, I gotta have the right one. Uh, bourbons are usually easier to kind of; they're just sweeter. That one to be a little more candy. But... Who brought? One of our guests, he, uh, fuck, like, that was this year. And that's kind of what we're supposed to be talking about, is, like, you know, <laughs> it's whatever. I think this is fun, dude. Um, but who was that that brought the... Our friend Matt brought some, but I don't know if that was on the podcast. It was the Woodford Reserve, and he was on the show that night. Or was that... It wasn't Scott who... Ted I, brought some stuff in. Yeah, he always brings something, but it's... But I thought it, we it had was another like guy, a, but he brought the Woodford Reserve bourbon. Yeah. And that, like, started my whole fucking, like... See, and, and, like, compared to that one, that one didn't have that kind of aftertaste. That one's amazing. So, I mean, you had... A, it was all on the front end of, of the of the taste versus this one is the exact opposite where you get it on the on the tail side. Yeah. And that, that Woodford Reserve is so good. Like, it really got me interested in... Like, I like bourbon. I tend to drink more scotch just because everybody's always got scotch. Um, and that reserve is like damn near 60 bucks a bottle now. So you know why they are different, why scotch is scotch and whiskey is whiskey. It's more from the region they were produced. Scotch has to be from Scotland. Right. Bourbon is usually from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, and then whiskeys can be, you know, every, and I think there's a whiskey EYs from Ireland or I, but then... I might be getting that wrong, but there's there's a, there's some way where they spell it a different way, and it's What's from the a different shit? reason. Mescal is that what it is? Uh, it's, it's like a tequila almost. It's, yeah, it's from an agave or yeah, but spirits. that's you know. But yeah, and tequila needs to be from deal. from Mexico. Mm-hmm. It just as champ- champagne has to be from France. So a lot of these liquors that we know Sparkling. the name. Sparkling wine, that's why it's that. Or if it's a, an American-made, quote, tequila, it's an agave spirit. Right. It's I mean, I tequila. think people, like, I think we'll call it tequila and nobody cares. But if you're being specific, you know, yeah. Well, it matters. I think it matters, right? Yeah. 
the well, the only way it wouldn't necessarily matter is if you were able to pull together the exact ingredients, right? It wouldn't matter if I was making tequila in Wyoming if I had all the ingredients that they use in Mexico, right? But it would. It would matter to people. That's kind of weird, right? Yeah. But, like, I guess freshness of ingredients matters. and Well, and if, you know, I know, like, people on the East Coast or, like, New York say their bread is better because, or when they come to Colorado, you know, it's the altitude. You know the altitude has an has a chemical effect on you know, breads or or everything. So maybe, but I think it's elevation the, it's has an effect on science, your taste buds, though. But I think the way science is now, they could pretty much replicate it now if somebody had the time and knew the craft well enough. An agave spirit is no different than it, and they right, made it yeah, to, you could uh, make or if it was made in Juarez, Mexico, or. Well, Ron Durango, White, Colorado. Ron White makes tequila. Well, he doesn't, but his company. Yeah, and they usually they make they brew it in tequila t- uh, in uh, tequila in Mexico, and then bring it over and bottle it in the well, U.S. He's in Texas, right on the border. So maybe right it is the border. Like... So that's the same thing with um, Sammy Hagar and his Cabo Wabo stuff. It was, it's all made in Mexico, but then doesn't mean it's bottled and then you know exported from a different location. What a pain in the ass. Yeah, I mean, that's why they sell oh. it for $50 a bottle. Well. Or used to. I don't know if they still, Cabo Wabo still producing or not. Yeah, I don't know. I've never heard of that one. Yeah, this, yeah, Sammy Hagar's tequila. Okay. I think Jimmy Buff, uh, Jimmy Buffett get involved somewhere? I don't know. He has his own franchise of. I guess Tito's is supposed to be pretty good. Yeah, I like Tito, uh, vodka, but yeah. No, they make a. I thought they made tequila. They're they're known for their vodka. That's it. That's the one that I've had. It's it's solid. There's two kinds of vodka to me. There's the vodka that doesn't taste much like anything, and the other vodka that tastes like rocket fuel. Right. You know, like the Kettle One or the you know the, the martinis that they want that kind of. Is the well, Home the labor. well vodka versus like it's not even that anymore because some of the higher end ones are trying to be more neutral flavored, like the ones that we the Ciroc that we always get are usually more on the trying not to taste much like anything. Well, yeah, because you want to mix them, you want it to mix. Which the same dude that brought the Woodford that's fucked up that we can't remember who the fuck that is. He was on the show. I want to say maybe it was Matt. I don't think Matt's ever been on the show. What do you mean? I don't think, yeah, Matt Matt Brown, our old engineer, we've talked about having him on all the time. No, dude, he brought... No, he brought the bottle because he was on the show. I just can't remember. So somebody else, yeah. Matt, who's Matt? You, you met him before. He's been to some of our shindigs. Okay, he's a, he's my uh, used to be an engineer with I that I worked with. I'm telling you, he was on the show. <laughs> we can't. Isn't that cool? We've had so many episodes now. We can't remember. Can't who's remember, and that's dope, man. Like, do you did you think it, we would get this for? Like, like some days, your, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's 
become you know just a pattern you know you know <clears throat> it has just become part of our weekly thing um it's pretty nuts though right yeah that i think what i've enjoyed the most is just being having the opportunity to kind of talk about all these different nerdy things Mm-hmm. you know all over the place not just you know movies for movies that come out and getting which other we cover people. a lot mm-hmm. mcu's been cranking out stuff how can we not you know talk about it we have been mcu heavy and that's one thing that i would like to step away from a little bit get be a little more broad with the what we're talking about i like these profile episodes we're doing we just did luke skywalker did Spider Man? Uh, Spider Man. We're, we're hoping to do a lot more of that. Do so. We're gonna we're we're working on a game. Tim Burton one. So we're gonna be talking about Wednesday and Nightmare right. Before Christmas. Keep Edward doing Scissorhands. our video game episodes with Ted and Scott, and then also dragging these balls. Of course, we'll continue with that. Um, we're getting. Oh, we're gonna bring uh, Sean on for a show to talk about Transformers very soon. Right, and he's planning on doing a little bit of con Transformers content for the website. Yeah, as well. I don't know where he's at on that or what his plan is, but he uh, says he wants. Yeah, well, hopefully here in the new year we're gonna gonna put yeah, some leverage about, on him to because like get this get done. Well, he talked about this year. Yeah, I think he talked about after Christmas and stuff. So we'll see what he's got in store but i think i mean knowing him it'll be pretty good yeah. you know what i mean he's he's way into his transformers uh, well not only that but he just works in that space you know so it's kind of natural absolutely um uh for you too same thing you know biggest thing for me was like just kind of stepping into this world and finding that i fit in was nice yeah you know what i mean we're all completely different but somehow we all have the same interest and it it works somehow and that's pretty neat i think that's the great thing about comics and even you know the comic zone in general there's so many different varieties and it's you know it's a great tribe to to associate everything i ever wanted it to be and more Mm -hmm. like I, i what brought it about like just doing the group before the podcast was just getting people in a space where you could talk about the things you want to talk about, not get shit on for it, or get have people in your post talking shit to you. You, uh, sorry, we had to pause there for a minute. I had a little something come up, but we are back. Um, so what I was talking about before was uh, when I started the Comic Zone, I just wanted to the group, not the podcast. Um. I'd been in so many like Star Wars groups and other like fandom groups that were hyper focused. And then it always seemed to me that people were, you, you would have an opinion, make a post, right? Yeah. I like, uh, you know, the prequels, whatever. And then you got 30 motherfuckers shitting on your post. Jar Jar Binks wasn't half bad. Yeah, well, shitting on you and people treating each other like shit over the thing that you both claim to love. It never made any sense to me. And it always drove me nuts. So when I did the comic zone, I was just like, I want a little community where everybody's like close. And like, and it's still to this day as the comic zone grows, people still aren't like shitting on each other in there. You know yeah. what I mean? 
I mean, it's more turned into like a meme sharing type group, which is fun too. But I mean, we still have conversations in there. Um, but that was the whole point is just, I didn't, I, I hate confrontation anyway. Yeah. So watching people fight about the, the we, yeah, both, well, we both like this. Why are we shitting on each other? Like, I hate that to the extreme. So that's kind of what. I forgot where I was going with all this, but that was kind of the whole force behind starting the group. And then, like, also, I wanted to start, I've said this before, wanted to start a podcast back then, had nobody taking me seriously. I'm like, let's start a podcast. Everybody's like, I don't know what that means, because I'm the only fucking asshole sitting here listening to podcasts, because I've been doing it for years, you know what I mean? And I'm, like, well-versed in this. I've listened to probably a thousand podcasts at this point you know what i mean yeah and i'm like imagining that everyone else does (laughs) listens to like three podcasts a day like a fucking loony no they don't mike they don't so it it makes sense now looking back why everybody was like uh no thanks even sean no disrespect love the guy but at the time he didn't know me and he's like not really we were we did stuff in the group but you know what i mean for the most part he was like uh you know i'm kind of busy and stuff like makes total sense yeah i'm just glad it It ended up working out and it worked out in a organic like natural way like it just happened like we didn't to do the podcast like to get this started it wasn't like a we started to plan after we like met up and then planned too much. But like the way that you approached me and even even initially I was like, no, nah, because I thought I was like doing this whole thing with a comic. Like I was going to write this comic and it's actually pretty good. I still have everything. <clears throat> but it was like a month after you hit me up and i think i even started saying if you just want tips to know how to do this stuff let me know and well that's the way you approached it Mm -hmm. at first because when i finally when we finally talked and went to lunch and shit like the way you approached me was kind of like oh if you want to do a pot it was kind of like that where it felt like you were going um i want to like help you get something started but it didn't really seem like you were wanting to do like this which i'm glad you yeah it ended up like we figured that out once we started going and we're like you know and we're both interested in similar things and you know building a community right you know and i think that's always been my goal is to build a community of 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 fellow mind nerds and you know uh well and look at and look at what we've done yeah we've how many uh, so thirty six thousand downloads Awesome. So, uh, fucking, uh, nearly 300. Uh, my computer is doing Windows updates right now, but, um, a second show. Yeah. Dragging these balls. Four hosts on that show now, permanently. We're all, it started me and Vince, then Ted joined. Now v- Chelsea's on there all the time. So, do you we ha- have Chelsea? Duchess as an honorary fifth. Uh, yes. Or dog. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pooch is definitely. 
They've got a, the new. Uh, She's York, a little shit. A corgi, a corgi puppy. So fucking cute. Uh, we're pretty convinced she electrocuted herself because me and Chelsea, like, we're like looking over at her during the show. She's over there fucking with the sound bar for my TV and stuff. Yeah, and started like flailing around, and we're like, "Whoa!" And like paused real quick, and we're like checking her out, and I'm like, "Dude, I, I'm that." It kind of looked like she shocked herself, and Chelsea's like, "Oh my god!" You know? <laughs> yeah. Of course, like that's I would her, be too. That's her baby. So we we have a rabbit, and it, we let her run around the house, kind of you know supervised. But the fucking little shit likes to chew through cords. That's a rabbit. Yeah, she. Yeah, exactly. You know, what I mean, they chew on stuff. Everything they chew on. It, they have two brain functions that they have to go through first for any decision. Can I eat it? Should I run? Right. Those are the first two things. That's. I bet you that is legit. Like true, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like that's a funny joke and all, but I bet that's actually true. Yeah, because they're, they're they're a predator. They're not. They're not. They're not. I'm, I'm sorry. They're they're prey. Yeah. So they are. How funny it, would that flight. be? Like the rabbit <laughs> and holy grail. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Run away! Run away! <laughs> the holy hand grenade. Thou must throw the holy hand grenade. <laughs> we should do an episode on that. What a great movie! Yeah. I tried showing that. This is how I knew it wasn't going to work out with me and a chick one time. Um, Well, first of all, I was like trying to watch. She showed up in my house the two times. She showed up in my house one time and I was watching Dragon Ball Z. And she's like, "Uh, you need to change this. I don't want to watch this shit. And I was like, well, I was watching this when you got here. So I don't know what to tell you. If you don't like it. You, I mean, you know, like you can bounce. That's fine. And she like, uh, she left. <laughs> I'm like, okay, like you're not going to come in here you know, and tell me no. So what and, if she then, said, hey, can we watch something else after this? Would it have been a different conversation? No, no, I don't think so. I mean, not as like, can we? She's not reasonable. Okay. I mean, but it, like if it was a different chick, different situation. If it was Vanessa, she would... uh suffer through it uh i think but i wouldn't put her through that i like don't push my shit on her so you know what i mean i'm not like you have to watch dragon ball with me dragon she ball hates it like I, she's like fuck that don't want to watch it i'm like that's fine and i actually dig that she roasts me for shit like that yeah. like she'll make fun of me i i like that because i'm a masochist i suppose <laughs> i'm like yeah stomp on my balls <laughs> <laughs> Kick me harder. Yeah. Uh, she probably could. I'd be down with it. <laughs> She's pretty hot. Just, just, just <laughs> you getting quiet, Bill. Uh, yeah. So, I had some whisker, whiskers. Whisker. You get really slurry when you drink, when you start getting drunk. It doesn't take a lot. I don't. You feel get, that. Sl- you get, huh? I think whiskey really hits my, uh, there was one episode a couple episodes ago where you were like, when Ted was here, mm-hmm. and you were like super slurring. Or was it Ted or was it? No, it was Ted and Nike. And by the end of that episode, you were fucking. <laughs> just fucking shwaste. That, that was fun, Bill. I think that's when you said, keep, or no, 
Paint it black. No. Paint it black. <gasps> I see a red door and I want to paint it black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Is that the doors? No, it's a, a Rolling Stones. Give me the echo. This summer, we're touching booties. Scooties. And eating. Cheetos. Uh, edit this out. It's crap. I fucked up. Okay. <laughs> Let's try again. This is like a plate echo. Well, it definitely sounds like we're in like an auditorium. It's got a metal, metallic kind of sound. So it's it. like you would hear, this is like the nightmare sound, right? It's like you're going to make a speech. You're like, hello. <clears throat> And then crickets, you know. I don't have paper to wrestle. Throw out the joke. Yep. Throw out the joke, and everybody's like crickets, you know. Yeah. And you're like naked all of a sudden. Oh wait, that's the wrong button. I used to have crickets. Uh, see, that's what would happen if I was up there. You know, make a. Thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, dude. That's a pretty sweet fucking mixer we got. You know, on top of that, this is probably the best podcast mix setup that I could have ever hoped for. Like, so imagine the setup I would have come up with all by myself. Like, if I was like, okay, I'm starting a podcast and I knew nothing about all this and the website and all that. And if you went to Amazon, you'd be fucked. Oh, yeah. I'd have bought the light up microphones and, the, and all the. Yeah. It would have been bad. You look like it. and You know, Ted made a so pretty... So now, now you get to use old broadcast microphones that probably have 50, age, 50 years. They're amazing, though. This is the best fucking microphone you <laughs> they, could they are. hope for. I love them. The RE20s. Yes. Your voice. Well, you use the M7. Yeah, this year, SM7. But, the, I mean, those are... I love that for recording my guitar. You sound best on the M7, though. Isn't that weird? It's like I started out on the M7. I didn't like it. I like the RE20 for my voice. I think it like just kind of represents my voice without any change. Yeah. Or it might add a little bass, but my voice is pretty deep anyway. Yours, that one adds like a... Because yeah, I'm, I'm more in the mid, mid, upper, lower mid section. Well, that one doesn't really change your voice much either, though. I think that's a test of a good mic. It, there's a little bit of tone and stuff that it puts in there, but yeah, not a lot. And and by design, and that's what we're what we look for. By the way, in the past fucking year, I've learned so much more about microphones than I ever wanted to know. <laughs> yeah, to the point where it's like that dude we watch po a podcastage on uh, YouTube. YouTube. By the way, if you're looking for like m microphone reviews or you're looking to find out like microphones are uniquely are unique in the fact that you can get a legit honest review of how it sounds before you ever hear it in the same room as you right yeah. so watching him review it on a youtube video next to other microphones you can hear the difference and you can tell if you like a microphone before you ever speak into it so they're unique in that way that you can literally you can actually shop and get the experience because, in essence, 
the point of the microphone is the end product, not like just talking into it. Yeah. So sometimes a better, a good set of headphones is worth, is more a better investment than a, a very expensive microphone. Um, how so? If you know, so think of like, uh, what I've said before and what we've kind of gone over is the, the best hundred dollar microphone is the sure SM 58. Yeah. So having a good set of headphones and control and learning how to control your voice around that microphone will get you that mic control is worth more than. Well, yeah, definitely is a good investment of your time. And you know what? You know what? It's not a horrible move. Is starting out if you're starting out with like microphones, like not having a stand in SM58s is maybe the best thing you could do because then you do like you said you develop that mic control yeah and you like learning with the mic in your hand is probably better than having it like right in front of you which is like how i i think it's good to have both so as far as like having a stand and if you it depends on how you're going to use that tool you know having the right tool for the job as far as like us and what we're doing as podcast you know we're just kind of sitting around in like a, a living room environment where we have comfortable places to sit and kind of talk back and forth. So we have a mic in a steady position. And plus these are more expensive mics. So you want to keep them right. Not be moving around and shit. So, you know, it, that's, you know, and, and even now, like when I've, I've been noticing, I'm like working, trying to do something for work and, and be on the thing. I'm, I'm moving back and forth around it as well. Well, yeah. In that instance. Yeah, for sure. But using, I'm but, just saying like, if you are just sitting with your homie, and you guys don't have mic stands. You got a couple SM58s handheld mics. It's not the end of the world, and it's actually a good position so to be on it. I need, and, I need to lend you an omni-directional microphone. So what that means is it. So like these. Oh so yeah, what yeah, we're yeah, using the, the, a dynamic. So yeah, this these are dynamic. Up, you're talking about a condenser. So not even that, but uh, so like these pick up what like a cone shape right in front of you from the microphone to your lips. That's basically to, if you're listening, what it picks up. So around the sides, it doesn't. So what this one does, it's kind of a reporter style. So imagine a reporter a, a talking to somebody, passing the microphone just with his elbow to their face and back and forth. Mm-hmm. Hey, Mr. President, how was the uh, the picnic today? He passes the microphone over to the it president. It was delicious. Yeah. So it, it, you know, so it's designed to pick up everything 360 around it. So you could literally talk and kind of pick up the same kind of sounds. Right. So there's so different... it's still a dynamic mic with just with a bigger area of yeah an omnidirectional pattern. And then you. there are those ones that are are a cardioid, so it's it's phantom power. If I'm getting the word right, um, and those are generally more vocal or instrument mics, like vocal as far as singing goes. Like a Neumann, we've talked about before, is this right? Like well, and you voice. can switch the pattern on those. So a lot of them, yeah. You can you can go to like a V8 pattern to a uh, some of them have uh, like four or five settings on them. There's one. Um, gosh, I, it's that's like something we could never 12. use in this studio. By the way, no, that's something like if you're using like a condenser. Could, but I've done it with my guitar, but I I use the room echo intentionally too. Right. So actually, as far as guitar recording, somebody re- used natural reverb by just putting the mic in the corner 
facing away from the guitar. So it literally just picked up all the Oh, the, the sound. The... So intentionally using your room echo. In, in What's that sound like? Amazing. Just like just like if you were turning it up like that a little bit. So like guitar. So you get a little echo on, on the guitar. Yeah. but And it's natural echo, not digital. So it just sounds like if you notice when I let go of the button, it cuts off quickly. It does get all flat. Yeah, it doesn't have the tails. It's crazy to the... how much di- dimension just having that echo adds. Yeah, like it, and then you shut it off, and then and then I sound like crazy flat. Yeah, like to myself. It just yeah, it's the the, the layers. That's weird because we're used to kind of in any kind of room hearing that kind of echo and this clean kind of sanitized tone, which we get from these microphones from the 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 sound treatment how old of the are room. These? Uh, they're probably probably eighties, probably nineties, eighties, late late to early nineties. I would imagine you can't really tell these. from the microphone, though. No, I mean they've been taken good care of. They've been sitting in a studio. They don't travel around probably too much. One of them has a bent in. That's the beauty. Let's talk about anybody. Let's talk to somebody. Let's talk like we're talking to somebody who's about to start a podcast. All right, tell a story. When it comes to, like we said, if you want an amazing sounding, like, first of all, like equipment, right? If you're starting out, Bill, and like where we started out, first of all, so what's when we started, we were recording um, from a interface to your computer into a program. Then, then I bought the p4 uh pod track mixer that's a smaller 200 dollars mixer if you're getting into something in serious i mean that's a really good place and to start and it's portable and battery powered do not it will fucking eat your batteries bro but yeah. and don't put it in some case where it's tight enough to hit the power button because it'll fucking <laughs> eat batteries four days but it, that's a handy and, feature. And there, there are a couple things, if I'm giving an honest review, after a year of using the thing, there's a couple things I don't like. Yeah, what are they? I don't like the headphone jacks. I feel like those are going to wear out before anything because they're your standard uh, whatever the fuck it is. Uh, eighth inch, yeah. one eighth. It's not good. Also, the entire thing is made of plastic. Not a fan of that. Uh, and then some of the buttons I wish were more rubbery, more gummy. Other than that, you get amazing quality. You have four uh, XLR ports. So you have four channels to record. Then also, you can... Two of the channels are um, capable of doing like um, hooking a phone up to or whatever you want to to get audio into the interface uh like if it's music or like another interview something you're trying to play over the top or somebody's phoning into you and you can uh, you know what i mean you can still run a phone call have a phone that's that is a very important feature if you're doing an interview style podcast right um and being able to kind of bring that in as far as so coming from a broadcast background and kind of the technical engineering side, that is no small feat. That is that is that is huge. It's a big deal. It, I mean, it it it, it adds a ton of versatility. 
but just as far as what you have to do, because you can't send the audio of a phone to a phone. So you have to create what's called a mix minus. So it's the mix minus itself. Um, so it doesn't cause bad problems. Having that built into the thing is a game changer. Cause otherwise, like if I was doing it analog style, um, well, that you would can, require probably two to three hundred dollars in like the in the like the broadcast world would like cost another piece of another piece of equipment. Several and in as far as like when you're talking about like the like caller driven shows, those phone systems are thousands of dollars. Right. So when we're talking cost effective, this is something anybody can afford. This is a two hundred dollar piece of equipment that will do an amazing amount of shit. Yeah, I wish there were more soundbar buttons. Yeah, I wish there were things different about it. But that's all things they can change with the next iteration of it. And if they change it up and make it better, I'll buy the next one too. I mean, that's how much I love that. Right now, then we moved to the Tascam Mixmaster. Mixcaster. Mix I'm sorry. It's all good. That motherfucker is a bad bitch. You got eight... Uh, pots so eight, these are you faders have, up and down faders right but so four of them are microphones and then you got a usb so you can do a usb into it so like a computer you have a phone jack mm -hmm. plus usb and then you have a deck of eight push button you can trigger sound effects that's what i'm the soundboard so and, I, and that's, that's also how we're triggering the the echo. That's something I wish I had more of. Because it has four pads, right? The, the mix. Yeah. Well, so then thinking about that, right? I only have four buttons. I need one for our intro music, one for our outro, and then so that only leaves me two buttons for sound mm. effects. Yeah. Which I wish I had more of. So maybe eventually I will get a bigger mixer just because. And then the next step up is, which we don't have, is the Rodecaster. And now the Rodecaster Pro I 2. I heard the Rodecaster, the problem is, and why the Tascam is better on the Rodecaster. Yeah. Your sliders are half as long. Mm. So your sound slides. And that, yeah. that adds a little, uh, that kind of sucks. So what it does have, and it's just as far, I've never used one, um, but it has a lot more options as far as your microphone inputs and like processing. It'll have a preset for the SM7B. It has a preset for- Does it really? Yeah, it has several presets for your RE20. Or, Dang, so that's... it's got all these smart features built into it. Not only that, but these- keypads can trigger a MIDI. So sometimes when we're doing the live stream, we have like OBS, that's the program that does it. So I could trigger a camera change through my computer, through a MIDI controller on the Rodecaster to that thing. So the amount of tools that it has is like the corners, insane. You cut. the corners that you cut. It's, it is a flamethrower when you need a blowtorch sometimes, but it is because it can do a full well, it's stream. It's better to be up. a warrior in a garden than a garden in a warrior. That means just, it's better to be over prepared. Oh, there's one thing we feature. We did miss out on the task cam. So it has what's called a talk back button. So what it means now I'm going to press this and you're not going to know what happens. So when I hit this button, it only talks to the headphones. Oh, so so I mutes. can only hear you right now? So, so yeah, now, now you're only hearing me. So we now can only hear me. each other? 
So yeah, when I hit this talk back, it's only my the microphone one to all of the guest microphones. So sometimes when we're playing the bumper music, I'm like, all right, guys, mics are on. You know, I'll, I'll hit that. So it, I'm talking to everyone. That, that cuts everybody, but it leaves the music playing without it recording you. It doesn't. You were fucking doing that with your voice. You said, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I, I was, huh? wasn't I? <laughs> you were. I didn't even, I wasn't even trying to. Are you fucking I'm, phony. Yeah. But uh, well, I was trying to imitate what happens. Oh, I got you. But so I guess the as point far as is a radio nerd, that talk back button is it, it excites me. I guess the point is, is like to get into this and do like good quality audio. It does take a little bit of money, but it doesn't take as much money as you would think. And it, and I think you and, need to and, take and a step could, back as ease- far as what what are you trying to do? What buy the gear for the gig? For, from the get go, when Mike and I are talking, we wanted to do a. It was clear that we wanted a four person setup so we could talk with four different people in kind of a roundtable discussion, possibly bring in phone calls. Exactly. So by that, we needed something more sophisticated if it was just like hey i want to do a podcast i've got um like sean's talking about doing his transformer things it's going to be him just he can do that anywhere literally on his phone exactly he could do that on his phone so you don't let that technology if you want to start a podcast don't let that be a factor right now it it casper at the natrona county library they have a podcast studio you can go in and rent for really for free it has the roadcaster um, cool. so that is, is available. Where's that? Natrona County library. Just right down here on second street. Wow. So have, you know what we should do just to be fun, just to do it, <laughs> just to do it. We should go do that. Be like, yeah, we already got our stuff. We but just want to do it here. Only if we can and bring then, in somebody then, from uh, the library, yeah, but we want to talk to somebody, dude, it's actually, it's actually a idea. fucking great idea. We should do that. We want to do a podcast from your podcast. Yeah, we got our own about stuff. About your podcast we already, studio. Yeah, we already got a show. We just want to talk about what you guys are doing with your shit. It's meta on meta on meta. Bruh. Yeah. Breaking the sixth wall and shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Where yeah. we at? Uh, we're about a minute, hour 20. All right. We got 10 minutes. Dude, that's a fucking great idea. Mm-hmm. But like, who do we talk to at the ho- at the library and... I, I don't know. Uh, I used to go in there all the time because before I had Audible, I would go in there and rent their audio books. And then I would burn them. I would rip them onto my computer. Yeah. And then put them on my iPod Classic. Who are you going old, old school? Like Those, one that, of the, talk about one a great of the, piece one, of technology. Dude, the, the iPod Classic was the best version of the iPod. I don't give a fuck. Because it was simple. It... it it was a tank. It la- those lasted forever. You could too. hear the hard drive spinning in them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like so cool. And I, I had a fucking like eighty gig. So it was like I don't know. It was a lot of gig. It was really a lot of space for the time. And I ran the fucking wheels off of that motherfucker, dude. I dropped it. Into a mop bucket one time, <laughs> uh, but it, it fell into the water so fast, uh, and I scooped it out so fast, it like broke 
the surface tension of the water. Like I felt it come, I felt it come out of the pocket and like saw it in slow motion falling. falling. And like as it hit the water, I like scooped it out and like flung it across the fucking room. And like so it didn't even really get wet, but eventually it just like quit powering on. So I don't know like the operating system shit out. I don't know what happened. Yeah. But it just like wouldn't power on all the way. Like the boot up was fucked. So I think maybe the hard drive shit out eventually. But I used that thing for years. And I bought it. When I bought it, it was used for many years before that. Like I ordered it on Amazon when you could buy shit from other people. Yeah. <laughs> you remember that? It's like you bit, you yeah. you could go on and sell your shit it's on more Amazon. like eBay. Yeah. I think they were trying to compete with eBay at the time. I think that well, was Yeah, their, I think that's what it was was or how it started, yeah. And yeah, that's how I got that um Man, that thing lasted forever. I loved that iPod so much. The, you know what they need to do is do an iPod classic like remake and just give you like a straight terabyte. Yeah. Oh, you know, not even well, yeah, okay. Yeah, give you lots of space. Um but modern like solid state hard drives and shit. And it, it would be like a classic but way smaller and you could put a bigger screen on it. Problem is they're making too much money off of phones. Yeah, fuck that though. I mean, as far as you know, what how many people want? would buy an, a, a new iPod Classic? You could call it the. You could call it. Okay, check it out. You could call it the iPod Nostalgic. And then sell it at uh, Bed Bath and Beyond. Oh, f- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like candles. I was thinking, like, it the- smells like an iPod. It's the Beyond. Well, like in that movie, Click. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin. Dude, that movie's funny as fuck. Yeah. You getting that figured out over there? A little bit, yeah. Mm. Is that a do oh, some work stuff? <laughs> so, all right, as we wrap this up, what do we plan on for the this year? What's our goal? What are your goals for the Comic Zone podcast? We never even so, actually talked about this. Let's take 15 minutes. Let's talk about what we're going to do and like what our plans are, not only for like doing shows, but where we plan to be on like viewership, all that shit. We might as well do it in front of the audience. So uh, hoping to do put more of these video uh, on on youtube so making videos of More all the video, po- video podcast yes. of us talking so I i've got i bought two new cameras so we're gonna have like kind of a talking those head. It? yeah so it kind of a talking head display so each each guest has their own camera and just kind of a just them on the microphone um so we can just have those long conversations we've kind of had it split up in odd ways before um so that's one thing i want to kind of really start getting in the habit of doing uh, one other goal I would I would love to have is a hundred downloads per episode. Yeah, 
So really kind of get, up getting our out there. Up our viewership. And listen, anybody who's, who's listening, you can fucking support that. Talk about it. Show it to people. Get it out there. For, like, help us out and be a part of the Comic Zone team. Like, like get... If you enjoy the show, you want other people to enjoy... Like, we're always going to be here. Clearly, we don't... We're going to keep going whether there's two people listening or there's 200. But if... What I... Okay, what I, I, I'm looking for is... <clears throat> I would like, like you said, our viewership to go up 100 views an episode... And then sponsorship and like to have this thing start rolling in the direction of financing itself, making it itself better. And then hopefully, you know, just that keeps that that snowball keeps rolling because I want the comic zone to be. A, so we can set up our own brick and, and mortar not, store. Yeah, not just for us to be fucking so we can start slinging some comics like I'd love to make money. I'd love to make money, but really, I just want the comic zone to be something that people, that I know it is already. Like, so when I look at the group and the the, the community there, we talked about community, mm-hmm. and like, just, I, I want that to grow exponentially. I want people to adopt so, that more. Hey, if, if you guys out there want to be part of our street team, you know, promoting us, Email me and I'm gonna I'm gonna hook you up. I'm gonna find a way to kind of get you a t-shirt. So a fucking shit. Yeah, okay. So, so email me bill at the comiczone.com. Tell me you wanna be part of our street team. And even if you know, whatever that means, but just being out there supporting us. And I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to hook you up with a t-shirt or or some sort of kind of swag thing that will it's gonna be all custom DIY. I might take a Sharpie and just write comiczone.com on a t-shirt. That might be worth money later. And sign though. it later and say, so when we were famous, you know, you were there at the beginning. <laughs> you know, so anybody can make that comics, shirt. Yeah. Exactly. Shh. Don't be, tell them that. That's when you know you made it don't when people are making that. bootleg shirts of your bootleg shirts. Yeah, bootleg. There you go. <laughs> Careful that bootleg stuff will make you blind. Yeah. See, he used an older version of Sharpie. This is a different form of ink. So they're getting in and really getting like down to the nitty mm-hmm. and be like, this is fake. You know, when they do like the fake sneakers, have you seen that? No. It's like, so people try to fit, sell like fake Jordans <clears throat> and then they got like sneaker experts that'll go in and be like, oh, the stitching's wrong, like right here. And like, it's, it's like pretty nuts. Crazy collector market for for shoes. Fuck, dude. They it's have whole, insane. They have entire like conventions yeah. where people bring in stacks of money just to buy sneakers. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, you know what hey, we, okay, whatever, whatever speaking, floats your goat. Speaking of what we're going to do in the future, obviously, we want viewership up. Let's get back to bringing on guests. Yeah, and, and me and you both we've have been, kind of we've been talking about that we, again. We actually been kind of slacking, like in the beginning, and for most of this, we were calling each other like every other day, just trying to set up the next episode. Uh, lately, we've been just kind of the day before, we're like, "Oh fuck!" Sometimes we get a, get a yeah, we get ahead. a little distracted, life and whatever. But yeah, it has been a lot more lately where we're like, 
Ah, oh, what are we doing this week? We're recording in an hour. Like, you know, <laughs> it's not that bad, but yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, we got to get back on track, back. So, yeah, and we were talking. Getting, we getting were do... guests set up in advance, uh, getting more interesting people. And you know what? I want out of this more than anything is just to be better personally be a better interviewer, be better at talking behind the microphone. And I think I've grown in great strides compared to like our first episode to now. Yeah. I think you have too, though. I've seen a lot of growth too. One thing that's really helped me out is um, kind of doing... uh, You're way more open now. And also doing a radio show on on My Country FM because it's... Those are more about short bursts of kind of getting personality and and a message across in like five okay. ten seconds. So being on the point to get a burst of a few like a paragraph that, out. Do you think this helps? Like the repetition of this and just getting absolutely. the reps in helps with that. I mean, they they're helping each other because I've really kind of focused on making my voice more my personality as a voice. That's what I was going to say, dude. You know, like, I as, think we, as something. I think we both like our control, our voice control, our just rhythm. I don't, I, I get, I'm better at like making my fucking point and shutting the fuck up now, even though I still suck. But I, I remember back then I just couldn't get to the end of what I was trying you, to you say. You had a hard time ending something. Yeah. You know, or even like at the end of the show, it was always like, uh, how do I, how do I wrap, yeah, yeah, wrap this up? And it's, it's a lot more simpler than you think. It's just, yeah, it's just like, bye. Hey, peace out. It really is that simple, yeah. but it can be, you can build it up in your head to where you're like, I don't know how to make this sound cool. And then by thinking you don't know how to th- think it sounds cool, you're making it sound not cool. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? So I think that's where I've grown personally is just like making the point and like getting there. Mm-hmm. And you, I think you have just like opened up more. Like you're yeah. more free form with the way you're talking and like you just, I was too much. You weren't enough. And like, yeah. so I think that's what's kind of brought us together that, that. Well, that's of- what's great about our dynamic, I think. Mm-hmm, I mean, Vanessa, we're talking about this the other night. We got pretty drunk the other night, so we talked about it a lot. So, <laughs> but she's just like, you know, what's cool about you guys is like you're so different that like you kind of meet in the middle, and like you, we're both able to let the other one influence the other. Like we're not too egotistical to not listen to each other. Mm-hmm. That's what's kind of weird is we are so different. We are and we but, aren't. But somehow this thing just like works. And it's almost effortless. Like I, I always kind of, at least in the beginning, I was like, how long is he going to take before he gets annoyed with me and doesn't want to do this anymore? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And that's just my brain. Mm-hmm. But like somehow we just like kind of always, like like you said, we're different, but we're not. Because we both had the same mind state of like, we got to just be patient and like keep doing this thing and it's about reps it's everything is about reps when you want to be good at something yeah are we getting too too far yeah, i think we're we should get 
getting to the final moments okay. here. Okay, yeah. I, I, I've had enough of this scotch to where I want to just keep... I've had enough of you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I know you have. No. That's what I'm saying. He's like, by the way, and next I want to about... stop now. This is our final episode. No, I, I, I promised uh, uh, Beth I'd cook dinner, so I'm, I'm watching the clock going, okay, I need to get... What are you, the, what are you uh, making? Uh, roasted broccoli and cauliflower. Oh, sounds... Too, too task. Scrumptious. Yep. And some uh, vegetarian chicken patties. What does that mean? So the, it's like a, it's a fake chicken patty. So just like a Beyond Burger, but it's not. It's Did you know Beyond Burgers are like toxic to they're, rats? They're nasty. No, they're, they're literally toxic, though, it, to like animals and shit. Doesn't surprise it's, me. It's food. It's not food posing as food. No. I don't get why they think that is appealing to a vegetarian, something that actually something bleeds. Out of meat. That makes something that looks like meat that bleeds like meat. It bleeds. It bleeds. So this is not blood. So it's it, it's it's trying to make. I almost you know as far as like conspiracy theories, like they're trying to make meat eaters vegetarian. It's like no, dude. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, so if you're being vegan like, or whatever, why are you trying to eat every, make all your food look like meat? Bingo, bingo. What's what's the marketing? Like the Boca burgers that are like 3D printed steaks and shit. Yeah, weird. So fucking gross. Yeah. It's like making a steak out of, uh, but you're squeezing each line out of a, uh, like a toothpaste tube. It's just like stacks of meat noodles. Meat noodles. (laughs) And we're going to leave it on that, nerds. Yeah. Meat noodles. It's been a great fucking year. It really has. Like we, I think we've both grown. The yeah. show's grown. Audience has grown. We're gonna grow and keep growing, 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 growing. Yep. Visit keep, the comic zone. It, dot- <laughs> what? Keep playing with it. It'll grow. Okay. <laughs> Visit the comic zone dot com. Uh, that's comics with an X. We got all our podcasts on there. The entire library, damn near eighty episodes. Don't forget to check out. Dragonese Balls, Instagram, TikTok, and all the fun jazz. 2023, here we come. The Comic Zone is going to get real this year. Keeping it black. Keeping it black. Crackers. (laughs) Peace out.